Welcome to the AJHP podcast series. The American Journal of Health System Pharmacy is the official journal of the American Society of Health System Pharmacists, an association of pharmacists committed to helping patients make the best use of medications. For more information about AJHP, please visit www.ajhp.org. This is William Zelmer, a contributing editor of the American Journal of Health System Pharmacy, and I'm speaking today with two co-authors of a paper in AJHP entitled Evaluating and Classifying Pharmacist Quality Interventions in the Emergency Department. One of my interviewees is Anissa Abu Ramala, who is Infectious Disease Drug Use Policy Specialist at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. I'm also speaking with Rita Shane, who is the Director of Pharmacy there. I want to point out to listeners that there's a relationship between this AJHP paper and a study that was published in the Annals of Emergency Medicine last June, June 2010. That paper was entitled, Medication Errors Recovered by Emergency Department Pharmacists. Rita, could you start by giving us a brief synopsis of the paper that was published in the Annals of Emergency Medicine? Certainly, Bill. The study that was conducted involved four academic medical centers where observations were done to determine the overall rate of recovered medication errors or medication errors intercepted. The result of the study demonstrated 7.8 recovered medication errors per 100 patients, and uh, the severity of the errors was also determined using inter-rater reliability. And the severity of recovered medication errors was judged as potentially life-threatening in 4.6%, serious in 47.8%, significant in 36.2%, and insignificant or unable to determine in 11.3% of the errors that were recovered. And so this was very important work in that it demonstrated some significant value that emergency department pharmacists can play in that setting. To be very specific, though, these settings were those where there were dedicated pharmacists who work in the ED. Well, Anissa, then, as I understand it, the paper that's published now in AJHP is a subset analysis of the data that were reported in the Annals of Emergency Medicine Journal. Is that correct? Correct. Well, just comment a bit then on why it was felt important to do this additional analysis and what the specific objectives were for your AJHP study. Sure. So I was actually one of the observers in the initial study. And when we were actually going through the results of the study, there were a lot of exclusions from the initial study as not being necessarily a recovered medication error by the emergency department pharmacist, but rather potentially an intervention that dealt more with optimization of care or perhaps a quality intervention. So what we wanted to do is then take and look at these exclusions to see if potentially these were actually quality interventions. And so the purpose of this study was to really find a way to not only classify pharmacist quality interventions, but also help define and um, quantify them as well in the emergency department setting. So that's really what the purpose of this study was to then take these exclusions and classify them as either being a quality intervention or not, and then take it one step further and determine what type of quality intervention it was. Okay. Could you comment then on the methodology you used to pursue those objectives? 
Sure. The methodology is something that we were excited about with the study because it was actually based on Dr. Bates and Rothschild's tool for evaluating and classifying pharmacist medication errors recovered in the initial study. And so what we did is also tried to develop a tool for this study to help classify the pharmacist quality interventions. What we wanted to do is help define what this was. And in the literature to date, there was really uh, nothing that we found that really defined what a pharmacist quality intervention was. So looking back at the work done by Dr. Mark Chason, as well as uh, Dr. Rita Shane, there was identification of three major quality problems, which is um, the overuse, underuse, and misuse of medications. In addition, we also acknowledge that uh, there's current evidence-based medicine and nationally adopted quality standards. And by improving adherence to these nationally adopted quality standards in a way that would also be improving quality of care. So our methodology is based on not only avoiding quality problems, but also if the intervention led to improving adherence with current evidence-based medicine and these nationally adopted quality standards. So we provided a tool for the raters to look at these exclusions from the initial study, give their confidence and rate their confidence as far as if it was actually a quality intervention or not based on these definitions, as well as then later on to go and classify what type of intervention it was based on, again, the avoidance of quality problems or adherence to nationally adopted quality standards. And then we also provided examples of quality interventions, as well as the nationally adopted quality standards to use as basis for definition. And then in a way, we hope that this is really kind of a pharmacy-centered metric that can be not only applied as it was done in this study, but also for potentially in the future when looking at trying to define pharmacist quality interventions. Rita, would you like to expand on that? Because it does sound as though that perhaps you have developed a method here that could be part of a pharmacy department's routine monitoring of the work that clinical practitioners are doing. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, I think that's a very accurate statement. I think our profession has done an excellent job over the years in documenting pharmacist interventions related to errors that we intercept. And in fact, many organizations also have pharmacists actively involved in supporting adherence to some of the quality measures that we're continuing to see increase in quantity as CMS develops more and more quality indicators that uh, organizations are responsible for. So we were hoping that this methodology we developed would serve as a framework to help organizations both define and quantify the quality interventions that pharmacists are involved in. Well, very good. Uh, The two of you have done an excellent job of sort of giving us the background and laying the foundation of what this research was all about. Anissa, what were the major findings of the paper that you are now reporting in AJHP? The major findings from this study is that pharmacists in the emergency department are commonly involved in quality interventions. So we observed pharmacists that reviewed over 10,000 medications that were administered to uh, over 3,900 patients and total observation hours that we observed these ED pharmacists was 353 hours over a four-month period. And we identified 91 quality interventions or 2.3 quality interventions per 100 patients and one quality intervention per 100 medications. Now, when we break it down to what types of quality interventions were most commonly seen in this study, uh, 45% related to improving adherence with evidence-based medicine and nationally adopted quality standards followed by preventing underuse of medication with 34% of the quality interventions, next followed by misuse at 14%, and preventing overuse of medications at 6% of the interventions. 
And then the three most common medication classes associated with quality interventions were anti-infective agents at 39%, cardiovascular agents at 13%, followed then by anticoagulants and thrombolytics at 12%. And another interesting finding of the study was that pharmacist quality interventions were highly accepted by the ED team at 93.4% of the time. Since this is a subset analysis, this could be an underestimate of pharmacists' contributions to quality because the goal of the original study was to assess the effect of ED pharmacists on patient safety with regard to recovery of potentially harmful medication errors. So although we we were very pleased with the results that Anissa just reported, we also want to say that this may be an underestimate of the quality interventions because that was not the intent of the original study. Well, you're sort of leading into my next question, which relates to implications of this research, both the large project reported about a year ago and now this AJHP paper. The article in the Annals of Emergency Medicine was very explicit about additional research that is needed in um, terms of uh, quantifying the uh, value added that pharmacists bring to the emergency department. Rita, do you have any comments on uh, the implications of your work here for Uh, future research? Are you pointing in any particular directions that perhaps uh, future research should focus on? Yeah, I would think that future research is is needed because this was, again, a subset of analysis of work done in the emergency department. I believe the methodology is transferable to uh, our acute setting as well, and that having a multi-center study to actually specifically look at uh, quality interventions using the definition and the methodology that that we put together uh, would be of value um, in in establishing a metric related to pharmacists and their impact on quality. Well, let's stick with uh, this theme of implications. And Anissa, I wonder if you would be willing to comment on some of the practical implications of this uh, research in terms of uh, justifying pharmacist activity in the emergency department. And if you could comment in particular on implications for smaller institutions, because after all, uh, this study reports on work done in some rather large uh, academic medical centers, and sometimes there's questions asked about how translatable that is to a smaller institution. As Rita had mentioned, this methodology that we used in this study can be transferable to not only smaller institutions, but also to larger institutions as a way to help identify as well as classify pharmacist quality interventions. And the study also will add to the body of evidence that not only has described pharmacist roles in medication error prevention and cost avoidance, but also now the pharmacist role specifically in quality interventions as well. So we're hoping that this will really serve as a stepping stone to uh, not only help recognize the pharmacist's role in quality interventions and optimizing care, but potentially, especially for smaller institutions that do not have an ED pharmacist program, perhaps justify the need for an ED pharmacist in that setting, since we know that there is data demonstrated that pharmacists can play a role in optimizing quality. It may also serve as a way to go to administration and talk about the need for a pilot program or a way for the institution to collect their own specific data to demonstrate, again, that the pharmacist's role in quality is there and use this methodology to try to help do so. And this will become increasingly important as healthcare reimbursement becomes contingent upon adherence to national quality standards. Mm-hmm. Rita, I'm curious if you have anything to add, particularly given your role as a pharmacy director in a leading medical center. I'm sure this issue of justification is one you face uh, almost every day. 
actually, I think I've faced it my entire career. I think um, we're at a tipping point, and organizations are struggling with a number of quality indicators that we're going to be held accountable for, whether it's CMS reimbursement, meaningful use incentives, um, the list goes on and on and on. And so many of them are medication-related. Organizations, at least our organization, has dashboards for every one of them that we see at all of our performance improvement committee meetings. And our ability as pharmacists to demonstrate how we're directly impacting those measures is one that I think we should take advantage of. I mean, this is an opportunity for us to not just be tied to fulfillment of medication orders. It goes beyond the resource management, which Anissa touched upon, and certainly medication safety, which I think in many, many organizations around the country, hospitals have done a, a good job demonstrating pharmacists' role in the safety arena. So this, this is a unique opportunity to, to take advantage of the, the national movement towards quality and very directly quantify our impact in that area. Well, thank you very much uh, for speaking with me. Uh, this is William Zelmer, AJHP Contributing Editor, and I have been talking with Dr. Anissa Abu-Ramala and Dr. Rita Shane with uh, Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles about their AJHP paper entitled, Evaluating and Classifying Pharmacists' Quality Interventions in the Emergency Department. That concludes this podcast. For more information, please visit www.ajhp.org.